Well, there we are here in the new year for a health assessment, no less. You know, these uh, bumper videos are done by Erin Johnson. Uh, she does a wonderful, wonderful job with those. She's able to take a, a broad array of themes uh, every six weeks or so and uh, fashion these. She did a really good job on this one. We'll be, uh, we'll be sharing in that as we go along. And the bits and pieces that are here, we'll, uh, we'll be able to... Uh, to come clearer as we make our way through what is a new sermon series on, uh, on health, health and wholeness. We'll be taking an assessment of such things as we uh, move through these uh, weeks of the new year. So today is uh, day eight. It's the uh, day eight of the, of the new year, uh, no doubt about that, but it is also day eight of a challenge that I left with uh, you at the end of worship last Sunday, if you remember, I asked you to read a chapter of Proverbs each day during the month of January. Now, as you know, there are 31 days in January. There are also 31 chapters uh, in Proverbs. So if you do that uh, correlation, you know that uh, if you read a chapter a day of the book of Proverbs through the month of January, you would have read the entire book. Some people make a practice of uh, reading a chapter of Proverbs uh, every day. They find it that, that valuable, that, that resourceful for their life. It's really not a bad practice at all. I'm asking you to read through the book of Proverbs because our sermon series here in the, in the new year will be based upon this great book. Proverbs is a wonderful book. It is both uh, challenging and inspiring. It is written primarily to offer in instruction. It also offers great truth about human behavior. In the end, it always points us toward God and His wisdom for our lives. So for the next seven weeks, we will hear from Proverbs and what it has to say about health. Now, Proverbs has a lot to say on a lot of different subjects, hence the reading of the entire book. But we'll be focusing in on those passages that have to do with, with health, healing, and wholeness. We'll be doing a health assessment, if you will, from God's perspective. We'll be looking at health as God sees it on many different fronts. And you'll see how that plays out as the weeks go by. So today we consider physical health. I had a good friend uh, in my first church in, in Madisonville, Kentucky, his name was Rex uh, Slayton. Uh, he was a retired uh, county judge executive. He said that he ran to be county judge executive so that he could get the uh, road to his farm paved. Now, that's uh, some selfish desire, but he's a, he's a really, uh, really great guy. And every time I met with him, and I enjoyed every time I got with him, he would leave a nugget or two of uh, wisdom. And that wisdom was uh, born out of his own personal experience. I'll never forget the, uh, the day that he shared with me this important and very wise thought. If you have your health, you have uh, just about everything. Now, this was from a man that had really all the money that he would ever need. And yet, as his health was waning, he knew what really mattered. If you got your health... You have just about everything. Let's face it, we live in a very health-conscious culture. 
a lot of time and attention is spent on staying healthy, not just time and attention, but also a great amount of expense. There's no end to the amount of supplements, pills, diet plans, exercise programs that are designed these days to whip us in the shape. And uh, the thought is, uh, is that if we're in good shape, then we'll, uh, we'll find ourselves healthy. A quick stroll through the local bookstore or a fleeting glance at the internet will all but confirm that we have this sort of uh, undue consciousness when it comes to, to health. A friend of mine who has been battling at least to some degree uh, type 2 diabetes told me the other day that he went off his uh, diabetes medicine. Now, I know he did that in consultation with his physician. He thought he would, would try to go at things a, a different way. Now, my friend has always uh, got a quip about everything, and he said, you know, uh, you can overcome a lot with uh, a good diet and exercise. He had not been too attentive to either one of those things, He's a little bit more conscious about them now, and he's going to try to, to battle his, his diabetes with good diet and exercise. It is certainly possible to be conscious of our health and not be all that healthy. The fact that the average American consumes almost 100 pounds of refined sugar each year all but seals that. I shudder to think how much I consume in fact, I think just during the, the Christmas holidays, I consumed my 100 pounds. As a society, we spend billions on supplements and vitamins, yet 60% of us are overweight and 30% obese. Nearly 17% of our, of our young people are obese. And like my friend, diabetes does run rampant. Here in the new year, all of us are concerned in some form or fashion with the new me. Ashley asked just a second ago about how you doing with your, your New Year's resolutions, and there was a little chuckle. I took that as, a, uh, as laughter of recognition. Resolutions have been made, and now in, a, in, in large part, a lot of those are in the rearview mirror, just eight days into the new year. <coughs> those... Uh, same resolutions we find are not really being kept. Who of us hasn't resolved to eat better, exercise more, and to generally take better care of ourselves? You, you probably don't know, but there's a, a group of guys that meet in the, the back parking lot many mornings uh, during the week. They meet at uh, 5.30 in the morning to exercise. And I got to tell you, they, they really go to it. They even haul around cinder blocks that, are, that have chains attached to them. You can find those cinder blocks uh, behind the fence right there at the, at the dumpster. And of course, you're certainly welcome to join them if you'd, if you'd like to do that. You know, I'll often uh, grab a, a sandwich at the subway right next to Burn Boot Camp. You know where that is, just, just up the street. And the folk there really go to it as well. For me, I, I'm content just to, to run up the hill uh, just near our home. It is a long, steep hill, after all, but I, I'm content to run, run up that hill. 
When it comes to, um, to health, the book of Proverbs has a lot to say about such things. Regarding proper diet, Proverbs 25, 16 says, if you find um, honey, eat just enough. Too much of it, and you will make yourself sick. Again, uh, in uh, Proverbs 25, 27, we are reminded that it is not good to eat too much honey. So I take that as an encouragement that, that moderation is, is really where we need to head, particularly when it comes to those 100 pounds of refined sugar we mentioned just a bit earlier. Leviticus 11, Deuteronomy 14 are given over primarily to a set of dietary laws. Those laws not only set the children of Israel apart from the rest of the world, if you will, but they also offered guidance regarding health and, and hygiene. We do well to remember that the day in which those uh, dietary laws were written, that there was no such thing as a side-by-side -side refrigerator. So great care had to be taken with what, what food was, uh, was being had and that it would be safe and healthy for all to eat. Not only does the book of Proverbs talk about a proper diet, it also talks about the consumption of alcohol. In, in Proverbs 20, uh, verse 1, we find this, wine is a mocker and beer is a brawler. Whoever is led astray by them is not wise. I've come to realize that alcohol, if given sway, has the potential to absolutely destroy one's life. Now, I stay away from it teetotally. I made that decision uh, many, many, many years ago. I refrained from drinking so not to muddle or confuse my witness, particularly when it comes to young people. Moreover, I'm, I'm quite afraid of its, of its seduction, if you will, particularly given the alcoholism that has run in my own family. I'm careful not to be led astray, as the Scripture says. It's just been a part of the rhythm of my life, and for that I'm thankful. When it comes to exercise, I've always taken into consideration the instruction Paul gave to his young protege, Timothy. His, his wisdom, I think, speaks to this day, and we would do well to heed it. Paul puts things in right perspective. He's, he's good about doing such things, and he does so here in regard to exercise and our overall health. And hear me when I say the word overall. Regarding uh, physical training, Paul writes, for physical training is of some value. But godliness has value for, for all things, holding promise for both the present life and for the life to come. Paul asserts that exercise is a value. In fact, I think that Paul was really a, a big sports fan. I don't know how much he involved himself in physical exercise, but he certainly uh, understood it to be of a certain value. But not nearly as important as tending to our spiritual lives. And you need to know that as we make our way through this series in the, in the upcoming weeks that we'll be talking about our, our spiritual lives and, and making sure that they are well-maintained as, as a part of, 
living a healthy life. Physical exercise does have its benefits, which pay great dividends in this life. We, we were not created to lie on a couch and watch TV while eating bonbons. It's just not the way God built us. God did not create us to be sedentary. Jesus himself was a carpenter. And that was during a day when there was no such thing as a, as a power tool. Christ's disciples were, for the most part, fishermen. They were robust men that were used to a, a hard day's work. Upon deciding to follow Jesus, those same disciples, maybe unwittingly, also made the decision to walk with Jesus, to walk with him hundreds of miles. As I mentioned just a bit earlier, I, I try to run a little bit every morning. While I stay at it in a disciplined way, I intentionally try not to overdo it. A lot of people will become obsessive when it comes to exercise, and they overdo it. Running for me has become a matter of recreation, which is another way of saying that it is a matter of recreation. You know, it provides for me a great opportunity for contemplation, even a great opportunity for prayer. I do some of my most creative thinking when I'm running. Running is a great release. It is a lot of fun, and it allows me to eat uh, whatever without packing on a lot of pounds. You heard me say it. I realize, though, that when it comes to exercise, that there are other things more important. Paul says godliness has value for all things, holding promise both for the present life and the life to come. When it comes down to it, though, what little bit of running I do essentially is a means to an end. And I, I want you to hear me out on that. Running really does help me to stay healthy. And when I am healthy, I am better able to serve. Like I said, a means to an end. What are those things that you can do to become healthier which in turn will put you at a much better place to be able to serve. Evelyn Laycock asserts that um, we are spiritual beings in physical bodies. I've always been uh, taken by that. We do well to, to not only be concerned about our physical health, but our spiritual health as well. The Jews have always understood the, the body as, a, as an organic whole. The, the Jews take a holistic view when it comes to personhood. For the Jews, body and soul are indivisible partners. We have found ourselves to, to some degree influenced by the Greeks, the, the Greeks of centuries ago where they talked about mind, body, soul, spirit, kind of everything being divided, and, and, and really the, the body is just where those other things are inhabited. We hear a lot these days about, about health and wholeness. I think that's important to consider who we are as individuals in a, in a holistic way. We'll be hearing a lot about that wholeness stuff as we make our way through the series. Health 
only comes when we tend to the whole of who we are, body, mind, and spirit, the whole of who we are. You see, we are indeed an integrated whole. God created us that way. Physical health, emotional health, spiritual health, all of these are intrinsically tied, and one affects the other. In 1 Corinthians 6, verses 19 and 20, Paul writes, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that is in you, who you have received from God, you are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. Now, the context of that scripture from 1 Corinthians is a discussion about sexual immorality. And the scripture is very clear. We are to flee from such things. Paul puts it that our, our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. And we should do everything in our power to make sure that we are good stewards of them. Yeah, here's this notion of stewardship as we're talking about our physical bodies. To desecrate our bodies in any way is an affront to the Spirit of God that lives within us. In that, we would all do well to honor God by how we treat our bodies. So many figure this, it's my body, I can treat it any way I want. That's not so much the case for those of us who consider that we are created by the master designer, the creator of all. Psalm 139.14 says that we are wonderfully and fearfully made. We believe that God created us. And as the old adage goes, God doesn't make any junk. We need to care for God's creation. When it comes to maintaining a, a healthy lifestyle, we're called to be good stewards. Good stewards of that which God has first given, including our physical bodies. Every week, persons come into this sanctuary and make sure that it is in good order for the next time that we come together to worship God. It is an honor to help out in God's temple, to tend to God's temple. So I ask you this question. What's the, what's the, the state, the current state of, of your temple? And how are you tending to it? And by that, I'm talking about the temple of the Holy Spirit that is your body. What do you need to do to become healthier? What changes do you need to make when it comes to your health? We all do well to consider such things, particularly in the new year. What are the changes that we need to make? Our health insurance offers a a wellness survey that we're to, to fill out every year. It's called Blueprint for Wellness. It's con considering wellness from a holistic point of view. Every year, we're asked to take this 360-degree survey of our health. 
quite honestly, I find it challenging as well as very helpful. When it comes to our insurance, we can also earn points for the activities that we do. And those uh, points translate into, uh, into money. It's very little, but it does translate into that. I call it a, a very small carrot on a very long stick. All of that, though, provides a bit of motivation. And all of us can be motivated when it, when it comes to such things. Some of those points that I talked about just a second ago are tied to things that don't have anything to do with physical exercise. Proper rest is emphasized. So is a proper diet. Building strong relationships is a, a constant theme, to be in relationship with other people. Living a, a balanced life is, is also emphasized. We're, we're even encouraged to serve. Think about that. When it comes to health and wholeness, service is an integral part. Points aside, and the little bit of money that comes at the end, the best motivator when it comes to health is what goes on inside. When the heart is into it, we're more apt to make progress. That's just it. When we find ourselves finally resolved, when it becomes a matter of the heart, we are indeed more ready to make progress. When we make up our minds, when we uh, get disciplined, when we develop new habits, before we know it, we find ourselves embarking upon a whole new way of life. A whole new way of life that brings health and wholeness to where we are indeed good stewards of that which God has first given. Let's pray together. God, thank you. Thank you for the great gifts that you heap upon us. We even consider our, our physical bodies as a part of uh, those gifts. We thank you, Lord, that you involve yourself um, in our health, that you uh, bring us together as a whole. You make us complete. You give us an, an offer, deep peace. Lord, we pray that uh, here in this new year that we would allow you to transform us, to make us different, Lord, to make us new. We thank you for blessing us and for holding us fast. And we pray, Lord, that we, uh, we would be as you would have us to be and that we would do as you would have us to do. May we lay in your care. May we understand your love. Above all things, may we know your transformative power in every way. Lord, we seek to be healthy. And in that health, may we uh, then find ourselves at a much better place to serve you and give you glory. This prayer we make in the name of Christ. Amen. God bless us all.